0: I'm very happy today to uh, introduce you to my guest, Stephanie Demopoulos, who is an educator, an art teacher, and the founder of Demos uh, Intuitive Arts. Welcome, Stephanie.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Delight to have you. And what I'd like you to talk about, because I find it so fascinating, is this what you have created in Demos Arts, Intuitive Arts. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, well, the history of it goes back uh, about seven years, uh, actually more, more. My whole life is devoted to creativity uh, and wellness, um, with the first and foremost idea that we're all born creatives. And fortunately, I had an opportunity uh, to—I uh, to, apologize for that—to um, to really sort of put that in action. You know, as born creatives. We take for granted the healing properties of moving our bodies in a creative way or uh, using our voices, using sound in a creative way or delving into creating artworks, the visual arts um, and so many more modalities. Um, And then as we age up, some of those creative uh, natural tendencies shut down. And when they shut down, they don't just shut down with our product, but they shut down our ability to to heal ourselves. So in 2013, I had a personal health issue. I was diagnosed with cancer, um, had a long haul of surgeries and therapies. um, And I was drawn back to thinking of all of the things that I knew were healing. And those were um, the deeper practices of, you know, physical things, mental things, and spiritual things. Um, So through my process, many of the people that I was very, very fortunate to be surrounded with who supported my healing process came from backgrounds of wellness and creativity. Um, I had never really made that connection until a very dear friend of mine who is a choreographer. She and I were walking in and, and, uh, you know, she put it out there. She said, you know, it's sort of like this lighthouse. I love this visual, you know, like a lighthouse. And she said, you know, we come into your life to spend time with you while you're healing um, and mostly walking. <laughs> yeah. and, and we don't really know each other, but you're bringing us together. And it's true as I was healing and they were coming to help me in my process, they were coming into my life and then they were going on their own way and, and they were sort of passing each other.
0: Yes. Well, you know something, there's a, a wonderful saying that I, I relate to when you say that, it says that people in our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime.
1: And I, you know, it's, I use that all the time. Right. <laughs> I've, and I've, it's, it's a very healing quote actually for people, especially um, coming from a background of working with a lot of teenagers in the public sector. You know, and when things go south for them, it's like, you know, people come into your life for a reason and you've got to recognize that or try uh, a season or a lifetime. And lifetime, you know, you don't really know who's going to be in your lifetime until you've extended your life.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I now know that my wife will be there. She's now, 20, we're now 29 years together. I think we're together for a while.
1: And who knows how long you were together before, you know? Right. You, just, yes. you just don't know how we're drawn to each other. That um, is
0: right.
1: So uh, through that whole process, uh, and I did have the, the, the real privilege, even though I was battling um, a health issue, um, to have the time to really think and reflect. And when you're when you're faced with a serious health issue, it also hurls you into a different mindset. Um, You don't want to ever live with regret. And that's one thing I feel very happy and fortunate about. I've never lived with regret that came from my mom. She's like, don't live with regret. Do everything you want to do, you know? And um, so during that time, I started to think about how each person who is a wonder in and of themselves, who came from a place of service to others individually could come together and collaborate because my experience had always been, whenever I was drawn to uh, a practice of healing or creativity um, or spirituality, they were things that were individual classes or individual workshops. So for example, it would be an individual workshop in yoga, right, or right. therapy, uh, an individual workshop in um, uh, reflective journaling, And I've been a lifelong student of many different wonderful human beings who've done groundbreaking work. Uh, People like Julia Cameron and Michelle Casu and uh, uh, Julia Lightfoot. But they were individual classes that I was participating in. And I thought, my goodness, I know all of these spectacular people. Wouldn't it be really lovely if we could bring everybody together in one place and in one space over a period of time where a person such as myself and all the other collaborative staff people um, could come together and experience this weaving of a variety of healing and creative practices. In essence, that's really how Demos Intuitive Arts was born. Uh, And we host events that go from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now we are hosting a a longer one this summer. Um, It's gonna be uh, five days because we just can't seem to have enough time to offer all of these different strategies and experiences. Um, Our uh, mission statement if you want to call it that, it's on our t shirts, sure. you know. We're, we're talking um,
0: a t shirt, oh, that's great, on man. our t
1: shirt, you know. It's kind of remind us, <laughs> I always say, like just that, like this to remind us. Um, but what we like to think of is that we cultivate individual potential through experience. So when we bring people together, our job as teachers, facilitators, supporters is to really focus in on what might be the thing, just the right thing that each individual needs and provide that experience through all of the different kinds of offerings that we have. So for example, if you were to join us, you would have an opportunity to experience spirit painting and intuitive painting Uh, and using walking as a therapy for meditation and wellness. You would be exposed to how to use different strategies in the kitchen. We have this wonderful Ayurvedic cook who does a workshop with us, for us actually, Um, and she teaches how to come from a place of gratitude and love in the food. So it's not just what you're eating, but how you're eating it. Um, There's a workshop in how to look at yourself with compassion, because we tend to have people gravitate to us who are the givers. You know, they're the ones who are always serving and giving from the inside out and they end up a little depleted or a lot depleted. And so um, one of our staff members uses this idea of, of um, how do you create compassion towards yourself? And she has some really cool hands-on things that we do there. And, um, and Because the idea is if you show self-compassion and you are able to support and nurture your own creative wellness and healing, physically, mentally, spiritually, you're gonna take it out into the world. And that what you take out into the world is gonna be coming from a place of love and not fear. Right. You know? and, and so much of like what we see is people get blocked because of fear. They get angry because of fear. They have um, jealousy and envy because of fear. But
0: well, we certainly see a lot of that these days in our split society
1: absolutely absolutely and you and i when we first met we talked about how you know what is it we do during this time of covid right um, so for the listeners you know tom and i were starting to talk when we were actually not quite coming out of covid yet we weren't really sure what that even was going to look like and feel like and then here we are this podcast is in july and you know it doesn't even seem like we even had a pandemic, but if you pay attention and really, really observe, people are still carrying with them what I think was a very traumatic experience. Over oh, the-
0: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think that while there was very specific issues during COVID uh, and COVID isn't quite over, I mean, it's, it's moving in, into the light, which is wonderful, but the people coming through it what we all experienced left us with a lot of negativity, with a lot of fear, with a lot of wonderment and anxiousness about what's coming.
1: Oh, and so many discussions um, that, <laughs> so you know, I hate to say good and bad. I don't usually like to use that word bad, but um, so many of the discussions forced me personally into stepping back and considering what I could do to serve the greater community of people in a way that I had never done before. So as discussed, um, you know, we went online and that was completely out of my wheelhouse at the moment. Um, You know, how do we take something that we are so deeply connected to with our one-to-one relationships with our students, on site and interpret it and making, make it meaningful as meaningful, if not more meaningful during this very trying time. Um, Also people, you know, that that whole phrase, people were zoomed out. Um, So we had to really think about a way to make what we do naturally come to fruition in an unnatural setting and be even more powerful than it was before, you know, or else, or else people were like, you know, I've been on on Zoom meetings all day and I, I, I don't have anything more to give to myself, but- What, is, know, it,
0: what is it that you found that you could offer that, that met that criteria?
1: Well, during the whole, what we would say is, you know, lockdown or, you know, when we went completely into a setting on Zoom, I was offering far more workshops than I would typically on site. Because as you can imagine, when you're on site, you have to provide the space and the food and you know the housing and materials. So I had to reconfigure that because I was coming into people's homes. So the workshops that I, use, I typically provide, so I can speak for myself that went online, tend to be of the visual art and yoga, (laughs) it sounds like two completely different things. Um, And in some ways they were. So for yoga, it was fairly easy once I figured out how to utilize my space um, and broadcast. And we would do things that were 21 day challenges. And people liked that because it was something that they could connect to for a period of time and see their growth. They could see some actual change in their mental and physical well being. And we provided recordings for that. So people who couldn't meet with us in real time, we were meeting at 7 a.m., um, they could have the recording and they could do it in their own time. So we were accommodating people to make it easy for them to fit it into their life. And that was really cool. I also (laughs)
0: imagine you were accommodating people farther away than would normally come to what you do.
1: Oh my goodness, we had some delightful people coming into the workshops um, from North Dakota and Pennsylvania and Hawaii. Uh, and they were, you know, able to come in the woman in North Dakota, God bless her. She, (laughs) she got up and was there in real time a few times at 7.00 AM, which, you know, they have a time difference there. And, uh, but it was such a joy to see her, uh, likewise, the, the intuitive art classes, uh, and also we tried to, they, they required materials So I was putting together art kits for people and shipping them out so they could have exactly what they would have been provided for. Let me ask
0: you this question, it's fascinating to me. For doing an intuitive art class with you, what material would you send me?
1: Well, for the intuitive art painting class, uh, as opposed to, because I also did spirit painting. So there are two different kinds of painting. For intuitive painting, we kept to tempera paint, which was it was a high grade tempera paint, um, and also you could use gouache, which was easily accessible in terms of getting it. So I can so I can send it out. Right. Typically, when we're together, we have a format where we have large containers of like forty eight different colors, and people just can pick and choose that color as they're in real time, but shipping would have been very challenging. Sure. And um, so gouache, which is, you know, it's a very nice high grade watercolor which leans toward tempera paint. Uh, that was something that people were able to use and, and felt good about. The spirit painting um, actually requires a different paint because when we do spirit painting, in a sense it's similar too intuitive painting because you can't control the outcome or you try not to control the outcome. No. Spirit painting, it, the, the outcome and your control over it is completely taken away. And um, it's a very brief process that requires the paint not to saturate too much into the, uh, the paper or the primed canvas. Um, so you wouldn't use a, a paint like tempera or, or watercolor because the proportion of water to that kind of pigment is greater. So you would use acrylic paint for that. And that was a pretty easy thing too because acrylic comes in tubes.
0: Wow. Um,
1: so I was able to get that together.
0: For How, if you, for, for someone like myself or anyone else who's listening and say, okay, spirit paint, that sounds interesting, but can you tell me what it is?
1: Absolutely. Um, and I can't really speak to your background in art. You and I never actually discussed that. But right. one of the things I found was through a Zoom platform, people were actually coming into the workshops and, they, and, and in a way that they would never have signed up for in real, real time and in real person because they, could, they were in the comfort of their own home. It was a safe place. They could pick and choose whether they wanted their cameras on or off. They could pick and choose if they wanted to be there or not. Right. You know, when you come to an event, um, you're there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely. And
1: you're, you're there and and we pass each other in the hallways and we have meals together. So this was a different format. And so a lot of people who came into these workshops consistently said, I am not an artist. I am not a very creative person. Um, The last time I picked up paint I was in fifth grade and it was fascinating because that was a consistent thing well fast forward to your question about spirit painting the whole the way it works in a nutshell is we use a surface like paper or primed canvas and um the paper we use is a very very heavy grade you don't want to use like typewriter or, or computer paper um and because water actually um, is a conduit for energy. Uh, We saturate the surface with water. So we try to create that energy pathway. Uh, And then we meditate. And we talk a little bit about meditating because a lot of our students, you know they know they kind of know what meditation is but not really they think it's like sitting in lotus position for 20 minutes and you can't move and you're calming right. all the time and you know our our experience has been to try and introduce them to different kinds of meditation and when you create art um what typically happens when you get into that proverbial zone which you might remember when you were a kid, if you right. haven't created art in a long time, you know, that zone when time stands still. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually in that place of deep meditation. So we bring people into a meditation and we have them think about um, someone or themselves or even a bigger community or global community of people who don't necessarily have individual faces and names and just sort of trying to bring this feeling of healing and love to whoever and whatever they choose. And some people actually choose animals, um, which is really kind of cool. So we infuse the paper or the surface with water and then similar to um, intuitive painting, we, we guide them to respond to colors. Uh, so we have colors set out for them. And you know, we, we have them sort of test the color. So, you know, I, for example, I, you know, I would have them go over and say, okay, I'm responding to this color magenta and they'll pick it up and they'll bring it over to where their surface is. And they almost kind of test it, you know, test the energy. Is the surface calling for that? And if they feel that they're being drawn to have that color on the surface, they'll put a little bit on the surface. And then they'll go back and they'll pick another color. And what happens is because we're slowing it down through a meditation, um, the colors tend to be, you know, they're not all over the place. And, and, you know, we're breaking people of thinking about color as color theory particularly if they are coming from an arts background. Artists have the most challenging time with this because they have so much knowledge, you know, and we're like, no, forget everything you know.
0: Forget your knowledge.
1: (laughs) Forget everything, you know, go back to being a child. Um, So they'll put it on the surface and then we take them through a a series of folding processes. And um, when people join us for an event, I give them a list of things that I encourage them to bring with them. And when we were on the Zoom platform, I sent an email before our session together to have people um, possibly take an object that is very, very important to them, bring an object or have it accessible. And they use that object to push into this folded surface that has paint inside of it. And as they're pushing, they're infusing their, um, their love and their healing and their energy into the work. And then they unfold it. It's kind of like those ink block tests. Right, see?
0: right, right. Yeah.
1: And they unfold it and they take a look at it and they flip it around. And then they go back and they test the colors again. And they only do that one time. Typically, what happens is after they unfold the first, if they were in a deep meditation uh, of art creation, when they introduce more color, when they go to introduce more color, they realize, like, nope, it's got exactly what it needs. And they let them sit out to dry. Now, here's the really freaky thing about it, which always surprises me, even though we've been doing this now for seven years we, uh, when we're together, we roll out a huge tarp. Because as you can imagine, if we have 20 people, this is a pretty quick process. And people do like, I don't know, four, six, eight. And, you know, they put them out on the tarp. Um, And the next day, when the paint sets, they actually, when I come down in the morning for breakfast, there are these huge groups of people and they're whispering to each other. And they're deciphering what they see and they actually see spirits coming forward. And those spirits could come forward in the shape of animals, um, as well as a lot of angelic figures come through. People have been really brought to tears and laughter and joy because they've made this connection to, you know, the, what's on the, on the other side of the veil, you know, Um, you know full disclaimer i i no guarantees you know when a process like intuition intuitive painting and spirit painting it's you kind of get out of it what you put into it and that's Absolutely. kind of what life is Absolutely. you get out what you put in
0: now let me ask you a question you guys are where are you located
1: well we don't have a brick and mortar that we go to but we have been working out of a few different facilities We've been working out of a place called the Red Barn in Hunter, New York for a few years. And now we are most currently for the last couple of years, we are working out of Lifebridge Sanctuary in Rosendale, New York.
0: Okay, now you're going back to person to person now, I'm taking as you- Yeah, we
1: are absolutely thrilled. Um, we took a chance. Uh, we did a whole weekend event online in May of last year. And then we decided because we had so many different workshops going online that we were going to put all of our all of our good juju energy (laughs) into projecting that we could possibly go in July. Um, We were actually scheduled to go to Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario last summer but of course the border closed down and all of us as staff are Americans at this point. So we couldn't go over. Um, And this was our our second option. So we will be at Lifebridge Sanctuary uh, July 25th through the 29th. And um, some of the things that we're going to have as offerings are of course intuitive and spirit painting. Uh, We have a Doctor of Chinese medicine who's also a Ji master and he is amazing. Um, he does a lot of work with working with the inner child uh, which does a beautiful job of linking with the intuition. Uh, every day we offer daily yogic practices for anybody who wants to wake up early and we have restorative practices at the evening. Uh, there is a, a labyrinth on site so that is a beautiful thing for us because we do a lot of work with mindful walking as meditation. Uh, all our meals are going to be prepared Ayurvedically. And the again, our person who provides our meals is offering workshops in the kitchen in real time. And so you could help prepare the meal uh, as she's guiding you through how to eat for wellness. Uh, Compassionate Caring for Yourself and Others. And then we have a new little workshop we've added in as a result of Zoom. I collaborated with this wonderful young person who um, does tarot card readings and astrology. And so we collaborated and did a tarot card and astrology and numerology workshop online. And so they will be there and they will teach people how to read tarot cards and do tarot card readings in the evening when everyone's just kind of hanging out.
0: That's fascinating. How many people would can you accommodate at this weekend? Is it a weekend?
1: Um, the one in July is actually our longest. It's it uh, starts on Sunday at, you know, people roll in around three, four o'clock and we kick it off on Sunday night. And then we'll go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday we end at about noon-ish. Right. Um, and I know, you know, there is some concern because COVID has impacted people's lives in such a dramatic way. You know, people are, are experiencing concerns about finances, A little caveat, side note, we always have come from a place of, um, we try to provide the service from love, you know, Um, so we try to keep the costs down considerably. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, between Tom and I, uh, depending on when you're hearing this podcast, you know, if you mention that you would be interested in signing up for July, uh, we could offer you the earlier rate which is a significant savings. Um, and that would be our gift to you. All right. Well, and now if
0: let's, since we're at that moment, uh, if people who are hearing this are interested in that or just interested in finding out more about what you do, how can they get in touch with you?
1: So we have a website. Uh, you can go to www.demosarts.com. You want,
0: you want to spell demos?
1: Absolutely. D I M O S A R T S dot com. Okay. Or they can just Google Demos Intuitive Arts and it'll take you to our site. Um, our site has all staff bios. Like if you want to learn more about us, you can click on our names and see what we, where we're coming from. Uh, you can look at the events page and see all of the workshops. Um, that will be coming up and um, including the one that was just described.
0: Are um, you gonna to continue to be doing uh, Zoom workshops?
1: Yes, we have uh, one coming up in May. I'm collaborating with another lovely, amazing human.
0: Um, you just of, said May.
1: I'm sorry, did I say May? Yes. Oh, I apologize,
0: August. Okay, that's that sounds more in line with where we are right now. <laughs>
1: Must be the heat. We have a heat wave going on right now. Uh, so yeah, in August it coincides with the timing of historic Woodstock, and it's uh, tuning in and tuning out and and uh, creating psychedelic artwork and looking at the history and symbolism of the counterculture of the time. That was fascinating. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we're going to be using uh, Peter Max who was a historic artist as our inspiration to create a piece. Indeed, so you, you will be creating artwork.
0: Well, it's amazing. I've, this is all fascinating. And I have about 1 million questions that I could ask about everything that you're doing. But frankly, we're out of time. So we can't do that. <laughs> but Stephanie, I thank you so much for being with us. And for oh, talking I thank about
1: of so really.
0: art. It sounds fascinating. And I hope that more people will contact you and get in touch with you and just enjoy the information that you exist. This is very good news to know that this organization exists.
1: Uh, Well, we thank you for giving us this opportunity and we look forward to anybody who would like to join us. Just reach out, any questions, and thank you so much, enjoy your day.
0: Thank you, you too. Take care now.